Now, our second offering, also based on a true story, is a new comedy drama which arrives on Friday the 28th. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called The Beanie Bubble, and here is a clip. Do you know what the greatest thing about America is? You can make things happen here like nowhere else. You have the power to create your own future. You can be anything. You can do anything. You want to sell high-end stuffed Himalayan cats? Understuffed, actually, for greater posability. Now, I'm really glad you asked me to have a look at this one because... um, we talk about it in the, you know, this is the mid-90s, I think, that the Beanie Babies were at their hottest, you know, the hottest property to have. But they're still a thing in my house anyway. Um, and so I'm quite interested to see um, how it all started. So um, if this is a comedy drama. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what a Beanie Baby is, they're sort of quite small soft toys and they're very cuddly and they're very sweet and they... Um, children absolutely adore them they're incredibly popular children uh, often uh, they were released a very small amount obviously um i think we have some of the um original and the great um but you never were able to take the tags off them and which child wants a toy to take to bed with the tags on not mine so that probably makes them not very worth much now but anyway um they became sort of valuable in terms of investments as i say if you kept the tags on and what have you and so this tells the story it is based on the book of the great beanie bubble but it's it's being done by Apple TV incredibly well, in my opinion, from a, well, particularly from a female perspective, you always sort of um, not believe, but when I started to look at this, that this was set up by by a bloke, uh, the toys creator, Ty Warner. Um, but actually, this story is told from the viewpoint of the three very unsung um, female collaborators. And that's what's really nice. And just to see kind of actually they were sort of behind, behind every great man is a great woman. Isn't that what the saying says? Um, and they're all fictional characters, but they're inspired by real people. And it's kind of like they were the ones that were the sort of brains behind it. And he was the person that fronted it. And of course it all worked very well. Um, it, it, it was, it was absolutely huge at its time, probably still making money. It's, it is really interesting um, to kind of see how the dynamics worked. And like everything, I suppose, it works really well until you fall out. And nine times out of ten in business, that that can happen, can't it? It's one for the women, it's one for the girls, it's one for the feminists, because the women were there and they were doing so much. But also just to see the kind of story of the, I, I guess when businesses do become so big, the the lengths that people will go to to keep making money and when you have got that money and that power quite how low you'll stoop and I don't think you'll learn anything from it in terms of that's probably what we all expect but it's just there in all its greed and all its toxicity uh, at certain elements and I, I was really I was really very hooked by it what do you think Ian? I did enjoy it so yes it's feature length isn't it? A thing that happens a lot in TV and films now, Hannah, is the old, the date comes up and then it flicks forward or back on screen to move backwards and forwards in time, which sometimes I was thinking, oh, can't they just tell the story from kind of beginning to end without constantly jumping backwards and forwards? But in the (laughs) case of this, 
they do need to do it and it does work really well because at first I thought well at first I thought it's interesting to see Zach Galifianakis's face because I only know him from the hangover franchise where he's got a great big bushy beard so he is very good as Ty and Succession's Sarah Snook plays Sheila uh, who is the mother of two girls he he gets romantically involved with and at first you think oh this is just going to be a lovely heartwarming tale of, of a big-hearted guy who had a dream I and mean, when he starts out in business he's trying to market these massive soft toy cats which are in these horrible colors which are not very attractive at all but anyway then the be- you'll find out how the beanie babies thing comes about i had no idea it was such a massive business i mean he, he made an absolute fortune but yes as we flash backwards and forwards well we learn more about ty and not all of it is great i would say toy collectibles i mean there's that that pez documentary on netflix as well which is about the the guy who went to europe to get lots of um rare pez dispensers and you do get an insight into the sort of the sell-on market because people just went crazy as you say they did limited lines of each beanie baby and they became very valuable on the sort of second-hand market. So it's a great story. Um, yeah, we've got, we got a couple of things set in the 90s, haven't we, in, in, in this week's pod. But um, yeah, they're all really good in it. And it's a fascinating story. And I, and I think perhaps a lot of Brits, certainly, unless your kids were growing up during that time, are probably unaware of what a gigantic success the Beanie Babies were. But as the title suggests, the Beanie Bubble, well... It's not going to last forever. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this, and it wasn't at all what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. 